0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective Podcast. My name is David Brown and today I have been talking again to Charlotte Hope. Um, always a fun time actually when Charlotte's involved. So we had a conversation which really is fundamentally about, um, well, A, how people respond when they're faced with a subject that's uncomfortable for them to talk about. How they, how I don't know, they, they try and avoid... They try and avoid the subject by by watering it down in some way. Uh, we also talk a bit about the power of language, the power of certain words. You know, why do why do some words carry more weight than others? Uh, but look, we have a chat and had some had a bit of a bit of a laugh about it. But have a listen, see what you think, and I will catch you briefly at the end. Cheers. Hey. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm disproportionately excited for a difficult conversation.
0: <laughs> yes, it's going to be a... Yeah, I am too. I love this stuff, though. It's good, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, just to put a little bit of context, this was born of a conversation we had outside of the podcast we did before, I think. Yes, which I up, would never
1: mention ever again, just in case I accidentally lose a listener. Sorry about that.
0: My <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> um, and... And it was a comment that was made by a student of yours. And maybe you'd yes. like to just tell us what that is. And then we can sort of explore the what's happened since then in terms of the posts I put up and stuff like that.
1: Yes. And oh, my goodness, what a roller coaster that's yeah, been.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so this, I think, is what happens when generally people sit down and talk is you start chipping away at big topics and different anecdotes come out. And um, that's kind of where this started from. I'm a literature teacher by trade. I teach A. AS and A2, so first and second year, A level literature for, um, 16 to 18 year olds in an FE college.
2: Yeah.
1: And one of the things that I'm really proud of about my classroom is that it is a bit of a weird place to be, in that it's non conformist to a lot of the things you would expect from a traditional classroom. And that's the way I want it to be. I've yeah. always wanted it to be that way. And I make sure that the students know that when they come into my classroom, they can expect, and I know it's cliche, and we haven't done cliches yet. We've done motivational quotes, but we've not done yeah. cliches.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> excuse me, Expect the Unexpected. And for a really long time, one of the students came up with this tagline of, how do you know you're in Charlotte's lesson? Oh, it's because your head's being messed with. Because we do, we play with a lot of the life issues that literature throws up. So on this one particular occasion, we were studying a streetcar named Desire. And for people that maybe haven't seen or read it, it's about Southern American values versus North American values, 1950s, lots of controversial topics that are in it. And yep. in one of these scenes you have, so there's three main characters, and this is where I'm going to get my geek. This is the problem. I'm going to get really excited about talking about this book, but play rather. Um, one of the characters is very, very violent. So you've got two women, one man. Stanley's the man. You've got Stella and Blanche, the female characters. And we just got to the point where Stanley has hit Stella. And yep. we were then dealing with that in class. And we were talking about. Um, where he loses grip of reality when most of the time we spend discussing that of Blanche. And then this one girl, and bless her heart, she shall remain nameless, but yeah. um, she was so short. She was this really short, very slight figure. So just to kind of give you that image, yeah, not really that controversial as you would expect. Fairly quiet for the most part, just kind of went, but I kind of think she deserved it. She deserved to get hit. <laughs>
2: yeah. The yeah.
1: response, and I laughed mm-hmm. because of the, the sort of dy- dynamic of the class, but the response from the class was this audible gasp where they were going, oh, I can't believe you just said that. Why would you just say that? As if you've just come out with that. This is so shocking. And as soon as they had that initial and completely thoughtless response, they then looked to me to see how I was going to chastise this particular student. What was yeah. I going to do? How was I going to punish her for saying something so clear? really outrageous and in that moment and it's one of those again cliches where it felt like time was going so much slower as if I had all of this time to sit and ruminate on this big teaching complex controversy that was taking place before me and it was okay so what do I do with this how am I gonna run with this what am I gonna model in this moment so I stopped my lesson I put a pin in what we were doing so said, we're not going to carry on now with the tasks that I'd got planned. We're going to actually talk about this because this is actually really important. Yep. So I split the class in half and I the half that had had this really quite dramatic gasp. And it really, <laughs> it really was quite, again, disproportionate, but shocking intake of breath, thoroughly offended. I said, you're going to argue that domestic abuse is... A, is appropriate and yep. yes she did deserve it she absolutely deserved to get slapped and the person who had claimed that she deserved it I said you're gonna argue the opposite yep. and the girl said but I know but I said that she did I said yes I know I want you to argue the opposite and they're all sitting there going but I said that she did I said yes I know <laughs> I'm okay yep. I saw what just <laughs> happened you're going to take the opposite point of view and you're going to argue it and there's extra credit for anybody that can pull off the argument even when you don't agree with it. And they looked at me horrified and absolutely, it was, again, another cliche for you, during the headlights moment, we were going... You can't be serious. You're not actually going to make us do this. This must go against some kind of E&D policy. And they were starting to say these things as a, you can't make me do this. And I'm going, yes, I can. <laughs> I'm absolutely within my right to encourage yeah. a debate. That's okay um but it was that the absolute fear so i said tell you what here's the compromise you've got three minutes to plan your responses i'm not going to put you on the spot i'll let you think about it you can work as a team but you are arguing against each other set this three minute timer and then this discussion started afterwards and as i was sort of sat back letting them have their planning time letting them think about what they were going to be doing and how they could pull this off they felt a really strong need. I, well, it was it was really apparent to let me know how uncomfortable they felt in that yeah. position. So it was yeah. very much. I can't believe you're making us do this, Charlotte. Oh, I've never felt so uncomfortable in all my life. I'm like, well, you're 16, so I think it's a fair, it's a fair assessment that you've not been uncomfortable, and I'm glad. But now's the yeah. time to be uncomfortable. Let's do that. And so when we were talking about this in a, a conversation, this is where it came from, as to how against the conversation these students were and how difficult people seem to find it to have the really horrible, I don't like this, this is uncomfortable, I think I'm right already conversations because there is that huge assumption and I'm going to get mocked for saying huge in that fashion but there's this huge, there we go, assumption (laughs) that actually any preconceived ideas we have are set and we can't do anything yeah. about it. And yeah. context is not important. And actually, I'm not prepared to be wavered. And I know I'm right because everybody else tells me I'm right. And that's yeah. why I feel really strongly that we do need to challenge. I'm one of my big. Passions in teaching is the inquiring mind. And I want my students to leave my lessons with less answers and more questions. I want them to have the ability to test things and ask why, like with the motivational quotations. Well, why? Why are you saying that? You're just regurgitating. Be original, you know, have a different. Thought process. Yeah, I could happily talk about this for forty minutes on my own, and I feel like I'm <laughs> leaving you
0: out. So. Well, no, that's okay. This it's, it's all good. So, so <laughs> then what that led me to do was to I put up two posts actually, but the first one was um, under no circumstances should a man ever hit a woman was the statement. Yep. yep. And the question was, well, I think it was as simple as do Do you agree with this statement? Yes. Um, and then. Oh, I mean, it, it just went quite mad. Uh, <laughs> and I think, you know, what, what struck me is that there were very few people who just directly answered the question.
2: Yes, who, absolutely. Who just gave
0: a yes or a no. A few people gave a no. Um, and the people who said they did agree with the statement, many of them then gave contexts where it would be yes.
2: appropriate. Yes. Okay, and,
0: and then... The people who said they agree with the statement, when I went back, because I do know someone who's a, an MMA fighter, she's a woman and she trains with men and they fight. They don't, you know, they're not messing about, they fight. So Yeah, it's
1: not tip tat. I'm going to
0: Yeah, so I gave that example and they were still sort of going down the route of agreeing with it. So what's fascinating here is the, the, the story that people put around the, the question or the statement and the question yeah some the, assum- the assumptions that they make about the context yeah. and even when faced with a actually yeah that's fair enough the, this woman is choosing to fight with this guy in fact she's doing it for her own benefit because it's going to make yeah. her a better fighter yes um, but they're still unable to say no to the question
1: yes and, Absolutely. Even, and,
0: and then when faced with her so your answer to the question is no they would still continue <laughs> down a route of of trying to say yes yeah. But then, But then agreeing that it's no. Yeah,
1: <laughs> absolutely. This so is exactly. it, isn't it? But it's that sort of, what am I okay to say? What is, you know, I want to be able to say this so that I look good or that I look like I'm morally right or or whatever that might be but I also need to acknowledge that this is this other and do you know what it really bugs me it's like a c-grade essay and this potentially becomes quite offensive quite quickly there's nothing wrong in a c-grade essay just to be clear but I would always say have an opinion. You know, when I'm teaching my students, I don't want any of my students to say, "Well, on the one hand, yes, and on the one hand, no." No, make your mind up. Be argumentative. Be able to have a a response that you can justify, but yep. be able to justify it. Be able to be give a reason for what you're talking about and why. And yes. When we've got this, oh well, I, you know, I need to please everybody. And someone said this to me recently: when you try and keep everyone in your tent, you realize your tent's not big enough. And I was like, well, that's a bit clever. I quite like that metaphor. Yeah. That idea of we, you just, you simply can't please every person, and it's okay because it's okay for us to be different, and it's okay for us to have different opinions, and that's kind of the point of tolerance, isn't it? That you, you might not like what somebody else says. They're entitled to say it. You know, in that classroom environment, um, the student said, well, I don't want to get ripped to pieces for my opinion. I said, well, that's where I step in. That is quite literally what I'm here to do. I'm here to protect your right to have your critical interpretation. So have yes. a critical interpretation, but have one. Don't sit on the fence. Don't be tempted
0: to sort of safeguard yourself. Just <laughs> go for it. <laughs> that's not." Yeah and and even you know some of some of the men you know absolutely yes 100% yes i agree with that you know so it's like okay so if a woman is attacking a, one of your loved ones yes and it looks like they're going to kill them what would you do and then some guys that oh i would i would try and i don't know try and reason and restrain <laughs> yes, her
1: and like, as they've just slit
0: her like, no, an artery <laughs> no. you know you, you you would as i would do i would Kick the shit out of her with everything I've got. This is the thing. It's it's because you have to, and then and then I think the answer was, well, yeah, but that would be the same thing. No, it wouldn't, would it? You'd be hitting her. (laughs) But again, it's the
1: justifications. It's this kind of, how do I make this so that I still look good and not like I'm an abuser. Yeah. Um, and oh no because I have a penis that's that's a problem because you know if we think about women hitting men um, and that was another really brilliant thing that was coming out a lot of the people that were responding to your your post was well i don't think it's okay for a person to hit a person and I was like oh there we go like there, yeah. there's the secret feminists coming out for you and <laughs> yeah. it was just so good you know I teach literature yes and in this instance that's the subject I'm referring to but I also teach sociology and in, in terms of the sociological experiment I was bouncing up and down because I was like, this is brilliant. This is gold watching people. And this is, you know, this is what sociology is about, like watching the way that humans interact with one another and how different behaviours will always be triggered by different events. And why is there a science of humanity? It's because we don't ever react predictably. I mean, we have habits and all the rest of it. Obviously, there's a caveat there. But there is this element of what will make one person just blow up it's just nothing to somebody else. Yes. But I just, I loved it. I loved watching the reaction in an almost quite cruel fashion, I suppose, in terms of, oh, look at all of my ants in their little nests. Like, watch, watch them all go and scurry amongst themselves. But it's just, it was so interesting to see how people were responding, especially when you think about some of the explanations that were coming out of it. So if we start to think about um, at di- different women as well, yeah. and we go for um let's take a woman who deadlifts you know yep. I've got a friend she's incredibly strong deadlift she's a lot taller than I am I wouldn't want to meet her at the end of a dark alley on a rough night is that kind of she's very very strong now I also have a lot of male friends that could not match her yep. so is it just because he has a penis is it because he gets his penis out and then she runs away like what, what
0: well, what's think, your argument there are, there are more assumptions going on I mean I, I had the same thing you know it was that the... Um, men are stronger than women. And yeah, what is that the,
2: about?
0: <laughs> yeah, and the other one, the other one was um, men can run generally run faster than women, so you should try and defend yourself or run away.
2: And it's yeah, like, well,
0: Why? Sure. Why If a woman's attacking me with a knife, why should I... I mean, it might be safer to run away, actually. In <laughs> yeah, that I think instance. in that scenario, you brought... But, <laughs> but, but, you know, it's like, how, how long does a man have to try and restrain a woman who is attacking him?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: before well, because, he can he can fight back
1: and that's the thing as well isn't it because if a man was to approach another man and be aggressive verbally aggressive and you know your your fuse would be so much shorter you would just yeah. kind of if if they became threatening if they started hitting you'd hit back yeah whereas for some reason if a woman is aggressive and this is again in terms of sociological concepts the <laughs> again i've got my geek on now but yeah if you think about the, the triple shift that is going on a lot in the media at the moment, you've also got double deviance for a woman. So this was broken, really, um, by Myra Hindley, because if you've got the concept of a woman can't be horrific, we yeah. have this image that somehow has managed to survive that women are not necessarily the weaker sex but they they're not aggressive or they they're not supposed to be aggressive yeah. mm-hmm. and but however when you talk to such as bouncers that are you know police in the doorways of a saturday night club they're the ones that are going to walk away from two women fighting because it's vicious. And I think we're doing a disservice to a degree where we suggest that women are incapable of being nasty. Women are very capable. They're very capable to do a lot of things, include punching. Like It's quite possible that a woman can outdo a man with a right hook. I'm not suggesting that they should, just to be clear. But I think where we start to have this idea of women are less than or... Not physically strong, you then have to go. Well, hang on, I've got a friend that trains like you said in this particular sport. She's a hell of a lot stronger than I am. Well, oh well, that's different. She's the minority. I would, I would, you
0: know? not, I would minority. not have a fight with that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no, no, no way, she'd kick the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, that one I would run away from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she'd probably catch me and kick the shit out of me. You
2: know. And do it again run running so, away.
0: <laughs> so I mean, easy, it's just—I don't know. There's, there's just so much to this. There's the—it's almost like the a lot of people. That they're sort of trying to take the sting out of the question as well yes. by, by sort of trying to sit on both sides of it. Yes. Um, and w- I don't know, maybe that's because they're not sure how to answer, but they know they can't really say, no, I disagree with the statement. Um,
1: because so it's say- the judgment that follows, isn't it? You know, that's the,
2: yes.
1: that's the thing. It's the what does that say about me? And I think that's also that, you know, we could talk about a variety of different offshoots from just this one topic and we would, you know, fill up a whole evening or I certainly could. But if you think about the impact that that has, so if I say at any point it's okay for you to hit a woman the, the thing that's going on behind that statement is what would you think you know it's like I said once I have a problem um with feminism and I do you know this could be an entirely other podcast but I have a real issue with feminist ideals and all the rest of it I said this in my classroom and the immediate reaction from a different student on this occasion is like oh yeah because you want to be paid half of the wage and I was like, wow you know that's a really interesting assumption that you've made straight away you've not You've not actually trusted that as a human being I have thought this out and that I have reasons for it. You have assumed that what I want is oppression for all women worldwide. Like That's where you've gone with that. Now, that should be about you. That has got nothing to do with what I've just said. And yep. that was what was really interesting on the post. Is It's almost like people were saying this is my view, and now I'm going to prove that I'm a good person. And I thought, yeah. well, that's really sad, because what we've lost is the ability to go, oh, look at that, you have an opinion. I'm going to trust that as another human being, as another person, you've actually thought about that, rather than just being a dickhead. That's yeah. kind of, and again, here we go with the sort of gendered insults, but there's no there's no space for people, there is no trust, I think, in humanity to kind of go, oh, okay, well, that's an opinion that's different to mine. I'm not going to assume that they don't have a view of it or a reason for it or an anecdote because we, we almost have to fill that in for ourselves already. And that's, you know, really quite frustrating. And I think instead of having that, oh, wow, that's a different view. What can I learn from you? It's justify yourself right now because what you're saying is completely wrong. It doesn't go with what I hear. It doesn't go with my worldview. Therefore, you must be wrong because I god forbid yeah. i
0: should be wrong yeah you've got to prove that you've got to prove that you're right and i'm wrong rather than actually let's just have a chat about this
2: yeah let's exactly it, you know, let's understand.
0: and i think that this does go into this runs into the conversation about racism at the moment um mm-hmm. it runs into i mean there was a post on on linkedin earlier about you know how women could should dress for for, for work for example
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and there's a whole lot of conversation around that you know there, there are I don't, i'm sure you see them as well but there are lots of posts of you know, mainly women, and and it's probably because they get more of these inappropriate or supposedly inappropriate messages mm. that they then post screenshots off of. And you know, to be honest with you, most of the ones I've seen, it's like it's some whoever. We don't know if it's a guy. We don't know who the hell it is yeah. asking for their asking for their WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, and and you know, in some cases, they'll continue the conversation to take the piss out of whoever it is you know, to to make themselves Mm. look good and then screenshot it. And then it it becomes a very general, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable because it's like, hang on a minute, I'm a guy and I don't do this stuff. And and I kind of don't like the fact that there's a big generalisation going on here.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know that, and again, in terms of offshoots, because we were talking about, um, and I was, I was, I, you know, I'd, I'd quite like to claim that I was smart. Let's, you know, let's big myself up in this moment. But when I posed the debate to that particular class on streetcar, now obviously the example that we'd been referring to said. Um, you know, Stanley Mann has hit Stella woman um and she deserved it. That was the statement that kind of sparked this whole thing off. But when yep. I said, okay, the debate topic is domestic abuse victims deserve it. Go. And what was really interesting is the assumptions around it. This yep. idea of all domestic abuse victims are women, that all domestic abusers are men. Yep. And equally I said, you know, thinking about domestic abuse, they went equally to the physical. Now, yes. in defense of my class, because let's face it again, they are 16, 17, and we were looking at a very specific text, I would expect them to use that model. But what I think that's really key there, and then when I've spoken about this after with other professionals, other colleagues of my, my own, um, we've started looking about that. and And someone would say, yeah, but mostly it is women that are abused. And I went, no, 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 no. It's mostly recorded yes. that women are abused. Yeah, because how many men want to put their hand up and say, my wife hits me, or actually yeah. my wife won't let me see my friends. Or, you know, we, we've we got all of these terms as well. They're very jovial, you know, the, the old ball and chain, you know, I can't yeah. come to the pub to the night is the ball and chain. Because, and you do start to wonder, at what level has that become? Bullying or oppression even to a degree um and where do you draw the line because this is this idea of it's never okay or it's okay for a man to hit a woman where do you stop at that and again in terms of controversial subject matter in another example with another colleague I said well you know you could do the same for abortion so if we're saying right well your life if you carry on to term with this baby it is going to kill you oh well that's not abortion why is it not why is that different, and it's asking that question to be uncomfortable, so why is this not bullying when everywhere else you would call it bullying, but because you're married it's not bullying or yeah. equally with rape, you know oh well, we're married, so it 's not rape i'm sorry what <laughs> how, how are you justifying that well what and, is... and
0: even even things like you know if you are driving long speeding in your car and you get caught speeding that's one thing. if you were doing the same speed and someone ran out in front of your car. Yes. And you killed them. Yeah. The crime yes, by is the different. Dangerous driving. Mm. You know, and my, my view, my simple view of that is that they're both the same thing mm. from the point of view of the act. <laughs> well, been, the... you know, people, they've potentially been, I don't know, unlucky. This yeah someone exactly out in exactly
1: and the and then you know let's add a completely different dimension into it i was driving recently i was with it within the speed limit just in case there's any coppers listening but i was <laughs> yeah. within the speed limit went underneath a bridge it's known as sort of killer's bridge because the amount of people that have jumped off it and i think yeah. well where would I? as i was driving there was a young lad there were police with him clearly trying to talk him onto the other side of the barrier and it absolutely destroyed me
2: yeah. but
1: as i was driving underneath i thought where would i stand if he jumped off now clearly that's suicide that's an attempt to take his life but i killed him where where do you draw the line with that with what because essentially i'm then going to be living with that for the rest of my life and but what we, How do you come down definitively on it? You know, if we don't have the room for this, if we don't have the room for the extra information, the context, the backstory, what's going on in that scenario? What? What am I now a murderer? I don't think so.
0: No, and and but, I also think there's there's the opposite that happens in in that. I mean, it's the uh, the guy who urinated. Who who urinated yeah. all over you know all over that that memorial to the dead police officer and then actually you know I, I can't remember if we, if we mentioned this and no, we didn't mention it in the last podcast but
1: no this is um, you and Joe it, I was listening yeah to you and that's Joe right talking and, about and,
0: this. and then and then he um so it was that and then most most papers sort of switched to to it was well for what it was he urinated mm. next to it but mm. he went to he went to prison for fourteen days I think
1: yeah it was two weeks um,
0: yeah so. So I should have gone to prison many times because I have committed <laughs> the same crime. But actually, I think the, the sort of tariff for that is is going to be a fine, you know, rather than prison time.
1: Well, I think equally, what would you be going to... Would it be indecent exposure? Is that where we would be going with um, that? I
0: don't... Well, I think... I suppose that would depend if you are waving it around or not. <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd clearly made an attempt, you know, not a very good one, to go somewhere where he could yeah. sort of hide himself away.
1: Yeah, but you see, immediately after, cause I was listening um, and I, you know, unashamedly I said, I think it was on Joe's thread where I was just like, oh yeah, at various points, like it was almost as if I was with you both. Cause I started chiming in and thinking, oh, why are they not listening to me? And then you go, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. Cause you're not actually on the call Charlotte, that's why. <laughs> um, yeah. But there were various moments. And then the next day, um, there was a photograph appear. I think it was on LinkedIn. Where there was uh, Prince William had got his hand up, and from one angle he was showing three fingers. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure at the time what the photograph, you know, what he was saying about three, but he was showing three fingers. However, if you hold your hand up in front of you and it is parallel to your eye line, you can see one. that's all you can see so from a completely different angle a photographer had got a photograph of what essentially looked like him sticking the middle finger up at a crowd that was how the photograph was posed now in that moment it entirely depends where you're stood and which photograph you're looking at and what agenda is being played out in that moment so if you if you think about that in terms of and again I think I mentioned it in our last one the idea of members resources what you come to anything with so in literature or sociology, to be fair, when you look at a different topic, your life experience and my life experience are going to lead us to completely different interpretations of that given topic. So if, for example, in this instance with a streetcar named Desire and we're looking at domestic abuse and we're thinking about that and alcoholism is a part of the play as well. Now, I grew up in a house with alcoholics. I've got that experience. A lot of people don't. My interpretation of that moment is very different to somebody else's. But my expectation is that when I'm in a group of people discussing it, I'm not going to be shouted down, nor am I going to have to share any anecdote to prove that I'm entitled to an educated opinion and an assessment and an evaluation of what is going on in that instant. Yep. And I think that's what's missing from a lot of dialogue in a lot of different places at the moment. We seem so hell-bent on proving the other person wrong rather than trying to learn something of our own.
0: Yes, and, and, and this is happened, This is playing itself out, well, everywhere. It's not, mm. you know, there's no, you know, it, it, I, I think for me in many ways, the discussion we're having now is that it, it's, it's no different from the, the the racism discussion mm. you know the, the any any ism you pick one it's it's the same thing mm. um and look the for me the only way to to start to find a resolution to any of this is for you know for both sides and there are generally more than one to to mm. seek to understand the other one
1: exactly
0: you know exactly um, but do, it's that i do i was just because i do remember um it was a. It was an article I read somewhere. I can't remember what it was, but it was a guy um, whose daughter was raped and murdered by mm-hmm. someone,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Um, and he ended up working with guys in a prison who had committed those kind of crimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and you know, it basically, it, it was kind of like, yeah, I sort of get it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get, I get why these guys are like they are.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's like serial killers. You hear their story and actually, right, now this makes sense. It doesn't make it right, but it makes sense to me. That they ended up like they did. So it's not as simple as they're evil and it's wrong. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's like, yes, it's wrong in terms of how we measure it. Mm. But I can understand why.
1: Yeah, it's this idea, I think, of needing to be boxing people off. As in, I I need to be able to say you're good or you're bad. Rather yeah. than be able to say, well, actually, to this person on this day in these circumstances, you're a bit of an arse or yeah. actually on this day in this circumstances, after you've had your cup of tea and biscuits, you're actually really pleasant or and, and that sort of difference in the way that that changes a human being and the way that we understand that. We are these fluid individuals, and I don't yes. think you can ever have these definitive right and wrong, as much as we're trying so hard to be able to do that. So, like we and again in terms of the way that's pitched to us, so man having a piss in public, wrong, and you go, Oh, right, okay, not I must not we in public. Like that is a real no no. Yeah. No occasion is it ever okay to have a wee in public, except if I'm on a three-hour drive with my five-year-old and he's yeah. in the back of the car and needs the wee, there's no way I'm just going to say, okay, pee your pants. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. We in my car. It's not a problem. You take yourself off for a joyride in the back seat. You want a wee everywhere? Go for it. I'm pulling over. I'm going to a verge and he's doing it in public. This is yeah. the way it's going to go. So these statements where we've got this, can you have an answer? They should be we should be able to understand as a sort of shared community, we are a global humanity, you know, we've all got these experiences that people will be able to talk about their reasons for them and we don't need to lynch each other in the process. It's all right to be different.
0: Yeah, and it's all right to just explore those conversations because, I mean, if you look at the guy urinating in the street, he wasn't exposing himself as far as I could see. If you go to a festival or an outdoor event, a big one, the toilets, the men's toilets, don't have a roof on. They're not covered. So <laughs> anyone can walk past and see the top of all these blokes having a yep. wee, all standing yep. in a line and, and whatever. So, well, again, that, you know, without that's no being... different on one level, is it? You're not seeing anything different. than. And again, let, in, you know, let's
1: play with that one. Um, yeah. Although it's like, how long have you got? Because um, if we start to engage with this idea of, well, he wasn't exposing himself, so it's okay. Right. Yep. Well, he is only human and I'm not advocating for nudity, just to be clear. But, and again, here comes the feminist agenda. When we've seen a lot of um, women defending sort of our rights to our bodies, um, and obviously I'm speaking for all women kind everywhere when I say that. Clearly, that's who I represent on all levels. But (laughs) you have these marches where women walk naked, and they're saying, you know, I'm still not asking for it. Just because I'm naked does not invite rape. And I no. think, right, that is empowerment in one label. So that yep. news article has got a picture of a woman naked and she's saying, even naked, I'm not asking for it. Yep. That's apparently OK, because that's about a movement it's about proving a point illustrating a point maybe would be a better terminology for that one but can you imagine if it was the other way around so if a man was walking down the street naked saying well I'm not asking for rape either and you think well what would that reaction be and if we are looking for parity here if we are saying that men and women are the same then surely the ramifications should be the same because as you've said he was unfortunately we ain't in the wrong place essentially that's really, yeah. what he did like but w- at what point is it that his why why is his? Dick offensive? I and, I, I can't believe well, I've these questions. I've never seen
0: it, so I can't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
1: talks and says just yeah. random slurs. You know, I think we need a manager for a different thing. But I just like you know, we were talking about this before, and when we start to think about language, and you think, well, wait, why is the word cunt offensive? Why? It's four letters. Why yeah. are you offended by that? Why? Why is it that? The female genitalia is so offensive. I think, mean, seriously, like, I don't understand why. And that's no. why I like to have these conversations. And, you know, I think I mentioned it to you before that I do the value continuums in my class. Of, OK, so what's the worst crime that can ever be committed? Yeah. And then, you know, nine times out of ten, it's normally paedophilia. Or rape is worse than murder. It's worse than theft and arson, whatever it's. It's always at that extreme. And so whenever I've taught English language at A level, we do swearing as well, which is always a fabulous lesson. But I then say, okay, so what's the worst swear word you can come up with? And again, the discomfort, that kind of awkward, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to swear in front of my teacher. I don't know how to do this. So I always start them off. I always go, okay, let's put cunt on the board. Where are we gonna put it? And so again normally it's the worst one that they can come up with it's the worst word and i always go yep. why you know what is offensive about that over fuck or shit or bloody even yep. depending on who you're talking to because i mean as far as my grandma's concerned i would sit on the naughty step if i said the word bloody it's still yeah. something that is shocking but it's the it's the why factor why why is that particular combination of four letters so vile to us
0: yeah I love that well and, and exactly and it, it's become that for whatever the reason I don't know, mm. you know what, the, what the history of the word is um but it's also about perception isn't it because you know I think to be honest with you if I say that word I don't find it offensive mm. but I'm mindful of who I say it around <laughs> How you know, interesting,
1: right? Well, who do you say it around? Who would you be willing to say "cunt" to?
0: Oh, I say it to anyone I know <laughs> well <laughs> enough. Um,
1: oh, that's even more interesting. How do we define <laughs> well, "well
0: enough"? E- exactly. You know, um, I've obviously, you know, if you dug into that, there there would be some sort. Of, I mean, I wouldn't say it to my mum. <laughs>
2: but
1: why like well yeah again like with the with the with the grandma scenario and bloody like again when we do swearing and I do enjoy it it's a really interesting lesson but I say okay so how many swear to each other everybody's hand up how many would you swear at each other everybody's hands up and the to and at becomes really interesting it's like okay so how many would swear in front of um your mom and your dad and again that class number of raises hands maybe reduced by half and like how many would swear at your parents so now you're angry and you're swearing at them and then they're a little bit shyer about it and then it's like okay what about grandma and granddad and they just sit there and kind of go why am I swearing at my grandparents yeah
0: <laughs> it's like it's, it's inconceivable right, exactly. that there would be so, a
1: situation
0: so we have a uh there's a sort of a, a hierarchy or whatever you want to call it there's a there's a process of thinking that determines who we swear in front of
2: and, yeah and that, I and, and it's again, weird how like,
0: those words become um acceptable. It's like if I'm with a mate, <laughs> it just e- the, the words just flow out.
1: yeah, but again, like I quite um have you ever heard of the touch barrier? This is a fun one to play as well. no. Oh, it's so much fun. OK, um, if you particularly, because again, just to be clear, I don't do this with my students because I think potentially I could get fired for this one. <laughs> but there's this, this game where in, it's not really a game. It's kind of like, again, an experiment, but it's called the touch barrier. And it's where you have the opportunity to make people feel really or not, really uncomfortable, really awkward, really quickly, because there are places where it's OK um, socially on first meeting that, you know, you shake hands and then potentially there's the I'm not getting backpack that you have between men that's always really fun to watch as well but there's been this study of where the touch barrier is on different people so for example it's okay for you to put your hand on a friend's back like middle between shoulder blades that's okay slide it down less okay top of the shoulder that's fine elbow when you get onto their hand Ooh, don't do that same with the legs like it would be all right if you were going to tap somebody's hip in a sort of like oh nice to see you just kind of and again I'm, yeah. I'm talking tap I'm not talking feeling anyone's arse here but and then it's like but if you left your hand on somebody's leg or if you slide your hand up somebody's leg the touch barrier is where the person you're essentially abusing at this point says to you what do you think you're doing and that's where you have the the realization of okay so that's where our barrier is that's what you're okay with and it sets the precedent and then the next time you meet them you start there and then you go a little bit further now the key part of this is that they're aware that that's who you are so it becomes about who you are not them so it's like oh yeah well you know Dave's okay he's just a bit tactile isn't he he's just a bit of a weirdo for touching people but if you only did it with one person and not another person and and then the other person goes um no like no he he hates it you know he's big personal space that's when the paranoia sets in because it's like well why is he doing that to me you know what what is but it's that idea of where your benchmark is like what do you do with different people and why and when do you push it and when is it okay to push it and when is it not okay so if you've had a drink um and then we immediately blame the drink don't we we immediately go oh well I was a bit tipsy or oh well I kind of did this now it wasn't really me and again there's my excuse so similar to you putting your post out of saying do you agree with it and people go Mm, yeah, mm, well mm. <laughs> and then they have that well I might do but let me just clarify what I agree with so then yes. you start to see the person on person's not okay or well if they were going for my child not okay or if they were going to hurt my wife not okay or it's like it's that idea of let's legitimize it let's try and box it let's try and make sense of this completely logical scenario because I need to be settled on it I can't be uncomfortable I can't be wrong and that's where you know this key is so verbally as well I think about swearing so you might in a in your first instance say bloody as a a milder um phatic token you might kind of put that in and go okay you know, they didn't raise an eyebrow. They they've matched me. They've said, "Damn, oof, right, well, let's go a bit further." Then let's just put a little shit in there, and then off it goes. And then it's that moment of, at what point have you pushed that sort of barrier, and how long has it taken for you to get there? Um, someone I know has listened to the podcast you and I did, and and their one of their first comments was, it didn't take long to say couldn't, did he?" <laughs> <But> <laughs> get it
2: out of the way. I heartache. thought
1: that was brilliant because I was like. Yeah, and why is that a problem? <laughs> like, well,
0: again, why did, I cho- why did I choose that word? It was, it's because it's the worst one.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, but generally,
0: it's generally accepted to be the worst, well, certainly the UK, to be the worst yeah. one. So it's like, if we just go there, then we, yeah. we, think we can go anywhere else. And I don't think but I, I swore a lot in that, you know? I thought I was like, quite
1: well behaved, actually. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, it, it, but the point is, that it's, it's almost like it does literally get out of the way. Oh, we've done that. Yes, now. There's no point in doing any more of it.
1: Yeah. And I feel at this point is where I probably need to explain the group fuck. Like
2: (laughs) when
0: you
1: put that out, I was like, um, so is that, is that me fired? This is actually the year I'm going to go You're doing it now.
0: You're doing that whole, I need to justify this thing. I need to explain this thing. (laughs) I I need to make myself, I mean, to make people realize that I'm not a lunatic. (laughs)
1: I think to be fair and again the idea of what it says about the other person rather than yourself if anybody legitimately thought that I was still hired and regularly perform orgies with my students (laughs) I think generally that says more about them than it does about me like I think and because that's the point isn't it it's so ludicrous that you kind of go well she obviously doesn't she obviously doesn't do that because why are we allowing her not only to stay as teacher but then herald her in that scenario but that's the beauty of it it says more about the other person which is why watching you know there was a couple of people on your thread start to say oh well clearly what you've done here is you know you just want you know this is a clickbait you just want people to argue you've just done it because you want people to follow you you've just done it because you want to be uh, inflammatory and I thought Again, that's really interesting because that says more about them than it does about yeah. your post.
0: Well, I think it's a way of avoiding the question again. Yeah, they're, well, they're trying to call um, you out. That well, was and what also, that was. Yeah, and they're also trying to say, I see what you're doing, I'm cleverer than you. Yeah. A and yet, actually...
1: but this is what I love because again in terms of no actually that wasn't the point there was an actual point (laughs) but there isn't the the assumption that okay well he's legitimately putting this out there to provoke a conversation it was aha I have discovered the ulterior motive and you think well no
0: you didn't actually but
2: it's nice a couple of people
0: a couple of people asked me what my intention was you know a couple of people you know their, their assumption was that I was up to no good (laughs)
2: you <laughs> naughty little
0: boy I'm not sure what your intention is here as if to say it's ill and it's like you could ask me yeah. what my intention is and I'll tell you and a couple of people what I did I said look no this is legitimately for um for a podcast I'm doing and actually someone someone messaged me some guy I can't don't even know if I was connected he sent an email so he's not connected to me some guy in America really? just asking me about it and genuinely what what are you doing here And it's like, well, this is this is this is the conversation I've had. This is the example. Mm -hmm. And and this is why I'm doing it, because I mean, I'm just interested to see, you know, how how just how people respond to it. And a lot of my content is that that's really what it is. It's not it's not about fooling people. It's actually giving them something maybe a little bit uncomfortable to think about. Yeah, but this is this is the thing, you know.
1: And not, not to invoke the motivational quotes rage <laughs> <laughs> that I clearly have, you know, maybe I'm going to need therapy in many, many years' time Possibly. because of a random statement. But that idea of trying to normalise the discomfort, trying to say when we do, and I hate it, I really hate it, just again, I really, really hate that it's okay to not be okay statement. I think why are we in such a hurry to feel okay why yeah. is why is that there um and because like i said in the, you know in our last conversation actually if you feel like shit that shit don't tell me that that's okay it's not so yeah. what what is the purpose there you you know nothing so this idea of these conversations where you do kind of poke the bear if you like where you wanting to have a discussion it's because well, why is it weird to do that? Why have I got to have the ulterior motive? Why have I got to be using this as clickbait or whatever? Why can it not just be a conversation that yeah. we can all say? And and that's the beauty of it, is I was looking really through the different comments. And to be fair, I didn't even get a chance to read them all. There were that many. There
0: were so many. I mean, but, I do remember the guy who did, he basically said, this is, this looks like clickbait to me. And yeah. my response was, well, you, you, I called him a spoon, I think. It's like, yeah, well, you click, yeah, yeah, you clicked on it,
2: spoon. You, yeah, exactly. Um, You've already you uh,
0: fell for it. But then I went on to say it's actually a really interesting thread. Mm. And but like, I loved, yes, you know, it is, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: like as you start to go through it and you start to see the different explanations that people were given. And I was kind of like, this had potential for people to become quite aggressive. But I was like, but what's not happening? Because it's a quotation that you'd put out there, or a statement rather that you'd put out there saying, you know, va- about violence, yeah. nobody wanted to come across as violent, so no. they couldn't. So, you've you kind of already set this brilliant stage because nobody in in that thread was prepared to say, Well, yeah, I slap women all the time, it's brilliant, it's my well, hobby. Yeah, you know, there's they, a club they, for they, that, like
0: this. Well, also, they don't want to be sort of guilty by association, exactly. Um, I mean, and it's interesting, I am, I, um, I did, there, there was a post yesterday, and a woman had posted one of these screenshots um and I can't remember what my comment was but I, I basically you know commented disagreeing with it in my way mm-hmm. um and I then get a, a direct message from her and she's I look back at the post she's deleted my quite my, my comments and she's then started telling me what I should have done
1: oh no you, know, you shouldn't
0: have made those comments you should have contacted me first and asked me about it and it's like well no I can do whatever Why? I want can you put it in the public and, domain and so, and so can you you put it out there you, you get what you get and it just went on and on but but over, over this conversation, she then, you know, I think it comments about, you know, maybe it's because you're worried about having your DMs
2: yeah. screenshotted,
0: you know, as if to say, all oh, right, so it's kind of a a, a veiled accusation mm. of me send, sending inappropriate messages to women,
2: mm.
0: you know. And, I mean, you know, that's a whole interesting subject about the the the, the, well, the, this... the impact that looks have on oh, success and for sure whether women, um, whether women can have their you know their cleavage showing and then whether they can expect men to not look at them which is a kind of a in my mind it's that's what blokes do i mean it's
2: wow if, if, if
0: we didn't do all that stuff the human race would finish wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> if in we theory it all, if we didn't well no well you know if we didn't get horny from time to time
2: well
1: again <laughs> it wouldn't like happen, this would is I mean, I spend far too much time on two platforms, LinkedIn one and Twitter's the other. Yeah. And anyone who, who again, who knows me for more than five minutes will hear me start quoting Twitter. But on Twitter recently, there's been this whole debate, because with the track and trace system that's currently um, being piloted in a variety of different places and pubs being open... Um, five days ago somebody put a post I say I would just wonder how long it's going to be until this is abused by let's face it men and you know it started this outrage of how can you say that why would you generalize blah 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 blah. and then last night someone put a screenshot of a man barman messaging a woman who got her her number um found her using that medium found and messaged her and said oh you know I'm really sorry I'm really shy I've seen you come here so often and I just wanted to connect with you but I've not really known how to do that and especially because you're always in there with another man and that was where it got weird it was like right if she was in there with a group of girls and you know shy barman and group of girls that can be really intimidating I'm intimidated by a large group of girls so it's like I can understand the fact that you're messaging her knowing that she's potentially in a relationship yeah. that you've got this phone number in a weird kind of way but the responses to that kind of screenshot of these messages some people were outraged and they really were angry and it was full on rage other people like oh hopeless romantic maybe that's the one maybe it's the love of your life and it yeah. was just like it was so divisive and i thought how interesting because again members resources one person wants to be the hopeless romantic, this is the love story that everybody's been waiting for. And let's face it, the only good thing to come out COVID-19. That's essentially what's going on for that person. The other people, what's their story? But it's about them. It's not about what's going on with that barman. It's got nothing yeah. to do with him. Nothing. It's,
0: it's the stories they tell themselves. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, the, it it's is. the context. It is. It's, it's always the, it's, it's the context they put around it.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. You
0: know, so I, I've had similar I've, I've sort of tried to have my say on a couple of posts about about racism,
2: and mm. it's like
0: I'm I'm never going to succeed there. I'm a middle-aged white guy. I'm generally going to get shot down, I think. But yeah. um, again, there was a post, and it was it was effectively saying that that sort of white people shouldn't stop um, black people expressing themselves by by telling you know by talking about their their lived experience. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the, the comment of the one, but. But I'd sort of, you know, basically I said, yeah, but, but this post is basically, you know, she, she's saying, yeah, yeah, you know, black people should be allowed to express themselves. It's like, yeah, but, but the post is kind of saying that white people shouldn't express themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and then I was just, it was a pile on. I was finished. Mm-hmm.
2: Didn't Oh, didn't yeah, stand a chance.
0: You, you were out for that. And then very, very quickly, it gets very personal. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. walked away. You know, very quickly, she was calling me a child and... Like, and whatever else, and I I did that that point. I just sort of stepped away. It's like, there's no point, yeah. And Um, this is
1: the thing you know, when I say this to my students, um, and potentially, you know, in in terms of messing with them, I will always try to play the devil's advocate. So, if they've said a statement, um, and one of the things they will hear me say an awful lot, and if any of my students Ever do listen to any of these? They will kind of recognize some of these from our classroom. But I would say, for literature, you're never wrong, you just need to argue better. So get yeah. better at arguing. You can have whatever opinion you like, but you have to be able to argue it, which is why I'm so keen on having students with that inquiry in mind, with that, but why I want to be able to do that. So I think when it gets to name calling, you've lost because actually yeah. you've run out of a legitimate argument and all you can do now is insult the other person. And I think that's a real shame because where's the opportunity to learn in that moment where's the opportunity to sort of have that self-reflective development where you look at yourself and go maybe I didn't understand your point could you explain it to me that's gone because you've just been called a child so any hope that they had of perhaps tackling I'm not suggesting you're a racist but if if during that moment you were that was a chance that was a learning opportunity where someone could say okay can you just explain to me where you're coming from with that because I don't quite get it can you tell me rather than you're a child, you're no good, you're doing this wrong. Similar to, you know, the person who direct messaged you and sort of said, you should have messaged me first, blah, 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 blah. And I think, why do that in private? Again, in terms of sort of setting an example or role modelling, in that moment, why not keep it in the public domain where people can have that conversation with people and say, oh, right, so this is how we have a difference of opinion and this is how we resolve it. Wow.
0: (laughs) well it's interesting (laughs) actually because i took it back into the thread i commented oh did you i've noticed that these comments have been deleted and said my bit and then she responded and then went back into direct messages again yeah Um, that's that's what what is all that about Mm. You know, it's like, and you know, I was managing my post. And it's like, no, you weren't. You were deleting my comments because they didn't agree with your You were auditing.
1: That's not managing. Yeah, that's no, auditing.
0: No, absolutely. So she wasn't getting involved. Actually, she was doing the opposite of that. She was just taking it all away. Because yeah. actually, she just wanted to look good. Yeah. And only, only wanted people to agree with her.
2: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: Actually, I think, I, 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 I do need to wrap this up quite soon, but... <laughs> There's one thing I want to revisit, and that's a word. I think I told you this in the conversation the other day. A word that I find difficult saying, even when I'm in a room on my own and no one can hear me. Okay. Which is, which is the N word. See, I, I love I it again. Yeah? You just can't do it. Yeah, so it's like, sometimes I say it just because I need to say it. Normalise it. Just because I need to get it out of my system. Mm. I suppose it's kind of a, I don't know, it's Tourette's kind of thing. It's like I just need to be able to say this because otherwise I don't know, I might say it at the wrong time.
1: (laughs) As you're ordering a pint.
0: Well you know, accidentally. So there's obviously, you know, that's sort of going on. So what are your views on that?
1: Again, this kind of ties in really neatly with with cunt. (laughs) Sure, let's go there. Um, Because I think, and again, this idea of intention, and there's so many examples that we've pulled through with all of the conversations that we've had where we look at the intention. So the man pissing on a statue, what was his intention? Was that planned? Was that premeditated? The person that's driving that just so happens to be over the limit and someone runs out, did they want to kill somebody that day? no yeah. so there's a lot of that idea and I think that's where like I was saying to you before in terms of what people were saying on your thread of that let's not assume that everybody is a serial killer or a sociopath or has significant issues let's assume that actually for the large part there's good in there um yeah. again not all of the time and not with every person and not under every circumstances get me in the wrong moment I'm an utter bitch get me in the right moment and I'm your best friend it's because I'm human so yeah. I think when you look at word and I you know in terms of saying it nigger or negro they are their words and I think they're not being said in such a way that I'm trying to cause offense and I think if you look at me and again white girl so where's my place to be able to say these words I've not earned that right other than the fact I learned to speak and at what point (laughs) do we say that one person has a right to say one word more than another so for example is it all right for women to say cunt but not men is it okay for men to say dick but not woman is it okay for a black person to say nigger but not white and why are we making those justifications of those words and now obviously all of those words have got a backstory they've got etymology that people have spent years studying and the power behind that study is fascinating however bear in mind in victorian period to say the word leg was a swear word that's changed our understanding of it has changed and the delivery if i was to say leg now you're not going to blush or assume get a hard on either go back no. 200 years and, and it's a problem so we've got to think about the way these these words are being used and that's kind of where i'm at with my students because again we study texts and i have never ever shied away from the difficult text so i was a bit cross when the media came out saying we need to do more in schools or colleges to talk about black lives matters i come listen to one of my classes seriously because we we don't play at this we do it properly yeah. and we think about why and why is that offensive and again this students when I asked them to read out in the help there is this inflammatory language now Catherine Stockett American white writer using this word to highlight segregation 1960s America and I said to my students you know what I'm really happy that you're uncomfortable saying that word because it says that you're not using it in an inflammatory way you're yeah. not using it to upset somebody. So, actually, let's take the power away from that word and let's start to look at the behaviors behind it, because that's yes. where, again, the learning and the lessons are. And I think if you, it's almost like the how do you know that you're a good parent, that you worry that you're a good parent is normally the first step to being a good parent, which seems absolutely ludicrous. But if you're yeah. feeling uncomfortable saying the word, I yeah. would argue potentially you're in a better place to say it. Because I think if you can see that language has power, that's awesome. But all language has power. So, yes, yes, some words we have on this scale of evil and less evil or whatever that might be. And that changes year on year. Can I just say as well, like in terms of linguistics and the way that language changes over time, that's also absolutely fascinating and again I could spend all night talking about bees even but (laughs) the way that that evolves and I do just wonder let's again have a little bit of context around what's being said so if someone you know in true schoolroom style comes tattletailing Charlotte Charlotte they said the word nigger well what are you wanting me to do with that because my first question is going to be well set the scene for me then why why did they say nigger were they calling you a nigger was it that they were reading from a book because those are two very different things to start off with like you're gonna need to give me a little bit more and so when I and I I get why you're uncomfortable it's not a nice word in terms of linguistics the combination of those letters that and the for the glottal stop behind it and again geek hat is appearing that's an issue but with are you using it in that fashion? Am I going to completely ignore everything else that you say before and after that word? No, I'm going to look at everything. That's the point of language. I think it's something ridiculous that like 80% of what you say isn't actually verbal anyway. No, so I think yeah, if you yeah. start to engage with some of those concepts, we have to be very aware that cunt is a four letter word and nigger is a six letter word. They do have power, but then how are you using them and i think well, that's again, the difference no, isn't it the
0: word the word is the same so i'm a i'm a 52 year old white guy and i'm going to mm-hmm. say if i say the word nigger mm-hmm. people will think whatever they think of me but mm-hmm. if a a young black guy uses that word people mm-hmm. are not going to think the same thing no. but... now it's a big generalization but and different people will, and you know so some people will listen to the context of of of, of saying that word yeah. And, but, but some people will just leap to the conc- conclusion that I'm a racist just because I say nigger.
1: But this is the point that says more about them yeah that's the whole issue with when you look at any of these topics it says more about the person making the judgment if you find yourself making the judgment that's the point where you need to take a little conversation with yourself go for a walk come back and then think about that one again because i think that's the end you know in terms of wrapping things up this ties neatly back to what we were saying at the beginning people are afraid of what others think of them and i wonder where you know where that we should care but we shouldn't be afraid. And we shouldn't be quite so quick to be afraid of that judgment. Neither should we be quite so quick to judge. And I think that's what's missing. And I feel in education, I've got a real opportunity to kind of set that precedent of going why, you know, why have you made that judgement, have you actually thought about that, where did that opinion come from is that your opinion or is it your mum and dad's you know, where yeah, yeah. where are we at with that one um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go into another but there's another anecdote about Britain First and the BNP that appeared in college and I was again defending somebody's right to be politically minded I didn't agree yeah. with the politics but they damn well have a right to have them and I think yeah. that's the point, I make the assumption assumption if you've got an opinion you're going to be able to share it with me and that you have a right to it because you thought about it yeah It it's where you say something inflammatory and then there's nothing and I go no I'm sorry I'm not paying attention to that anymore you've lost me I'm, I'm not interested but neither are you worth my argument like I'm, I'm not going to spend time trying to change your opinion because you've not even thought about it
0: no exactly yeah yeah I get that yeah it's it, again it, look, it's all about about context perception mm. and and again it's it's the phrase I like it's the stories that people make up
1: oh absolutely and, and, and um, there's another and one that that like whatever helps you sleep at night whatever helps you sleep at night is one that I quite like so it's like this yeah. idea of as long as you can go to sleep easily that you're not guilt-ridden that's okay but it's almost like well what have you had to tell yourself to get
0: to yeah. that point <laughs> absolutely depending on what you've actually done that day yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what what Myra Hindley used to say to herself.
2: (laughs) Um... (laughs) Who,
1: Who knows? But again, that. The idea of let's what's the assumption behind it you know again that idea of double deviance the woman not only has done something illegal but she's broken being a woman you know she stepped over the boundaries of what it is to be a woman um but in terms of you know topics that we could spend all night talking about what does that even look like anymore you know we've got people well, I mean, I, I decide, arguing left, right
0: she, and center for that despite what she's done wrong she also challenged a, a, a strongly held belief or well, that this, women don't do big, that stuff. There's this
1: big trend at the moment, isn't there? Going on in a variety of different platforms. And I've seen it on LinkedIn and again on Twitter, but it's this explain um your most favourite book, film, theatre, experience, whatever, in the most boring way that you can. And I yeah. think if you took I'm <laughs> not an advocate of Myra Hindley, but if you take <laughs> Myra Hindley and you go, uh 1950s, attractive woman challenges stereotypes that's one thing if yeah. you say violent woman killing children that's a different thing yeah they're talking about the same person so it's it's again that perception and your understanding of what you you bring onto that and is you know there's an awful lot of things that you can do when you become very reductive but that's a big issue isn't it it's where we've become so reductive we've lost the ability to communicate
0: well, yeah, and, and this is you know, and again, you, you that runs into the, the press and what they do. You know, it's like mm. man, man goes to the, goes for a pee in the street against oh, yeah. all the other stuff. You know, it's the it's the same thing. So it just inflames all that stuff. And and just to finish off. You do know now that in my post on LinkedIn, you are going to be an advocate of Myra Hindley, don't you? That's going to be my that's going to be my opening line.
1: <laughs> Myra Hindley's biggest fan. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I'll, sure. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll see how much I can elaborate on that.
1: <laughs> well, after the group fuck with the students, I was like, yep, <laughs> "Yeah, probably should have been aware of that." But what was really interesting is the last time we spoke, I was quite nervous, and yeah. that was just our motivational quotes. Tonight, I was kind of sitting, like, "Oh, come on, why has he not started it yet? Come on, I
0: want to get oh, yeah. started you, you, on this." "I'm ready. I'm ready now. Ready when You're you are." Yeah, ready. Like are you not ready? Earlier, <laughs> it's good. It's good. And 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 look, I think I think the way I see this is it's good for people to hear conversations like this rather than people debating things. Yeah. But not everyone can have these conversations and people will, people will maybe, maybe criticize it. Oh, you're just agreeing with one another, but I don't know. I don't know that we are. I just don't think, I think we're, we're kind of trying to trying to work our way through our biases and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, you talk about, about racism. I'm, I'm quite happy to say I might be racist, Mm. (laughs) or i might have some racist thinking i'm not really sure because i don't know enough about it
2: Um, oh amen that's so
1: refreshing isn't it because that's it's a big issue like this idea and it's the arrogance i think it's the arrogance of i must know everything and that you know we started there tonight even kind of not wanting to be wrong and this you know the look on those students faces where they were like (laughs) yeah what she said was wrong wasn't it and i go well, I'm not going to tell her that. Are you going to tell her that? Why you, Why is she wrong? It, well, it's not okay. Why, isn't it? And that idea of, well, actually, I'd quite like to learn. I'd quite like for somebody to say something that's really quite, well, seemingly wrong so that I can spend a little bit of time trying to work out why I think it's wrong. So, I, yeah. you know, I invite that challenge. What I don't invite is, you know, that experience that you had where it just gets very personal very quickly, and I think right, well, you're not someone to talk to then, are you? You you, you know, you're not going to engage with me. You're not going to challenge, and therefore I've got nothing to learn. Yeah. So actually what you've done is you've proven that I'm right. <laughs> so you walk well, away, I, and I, I think mean, that's, that that's my... not what I wanted. I wanted to have to reflect on what you said. I wanted you to show me yeah. something different, you know, be you know, be different to me. And I, I want to see that. I want to see where it, where someone talks about, masculinity or whatever and I think oh god you know give me that fresh look because I want to be challenged I want to learn and I think there's a real problem that not enough people do enough people want to be right they don't want to learn and no. that's that's the problem for me definitely
0: uh, look, for me I mean a lot of the stuff a lot of people's challenges personally in, in life but a lot of the arguments it's all around it's beliefs it's the beliefs they, oh, just, for sure. they just people will just stonewall Stonewall yeah. those, those, those subjects because they hold them so tightly. Um, and actually, again, it's, it's these kind of conversations where actually we can just talk comfortably about something that is uncomfortable mm. um, and just explore it a bit and not, yes. not try and be right, not judge each other. I mean, look, I think we, we do just happen. It's not that we agree on everything. It's that we agree on the approach to talking about things.
1: Exactly. exactly. Which means we could,
0: we could talk about anything.
1: Anything. Yeah, exactly right. And that's, you know, that's the difference between an argument and a debate, isn't it? It's that moment where you accept that you're walking into the sort of arena, if you like, with your views but you're not there to slay the other one you're the it is the desire to learn it's the the idea that you have got something to offer but so have I and you start at that point you start with the assumption not that the other person is wrong but they they have something you don't so let's share it and I think that is where it comes from where you've got people trying to box it and trying to make sure oh I understand that and I get that and I know why they're doing that now and oh yeah I've won up to that moment you're not listening you, you you're hearing words but you're not listening you're not taking in what that person has said you're just saying the next thing on your list of pre-planned bullet points well yeah. that's pointless that's got no value because you've rehearsed that you've not actually taken on board what anybody has said so that's that for me is a real clincher when you have these conversations as to whether it's going to go right or wrong and yeah. I think that's how you know whether it's going to become well you're childish or you're inappropriate or you should have, which is always yeah. a fun statement, isn't it <laughs> yeah. versus oh, I don't quite understand that um help me, enlighten me, tell me what's what I've missed, where am yeah. I wrong on that
0: yeah, could you tell me what you mean by that simply yeah. yeah, what is your purpose with this statement you know with mm. this post, whatever it might be, but there you go i mean that that's just um people are you know they they respond to what they see and it's you know an emotional response um and they've just got to find a way to be right yeah to, absolutely. to protect to protect what's important to them
1: absolutely yeah and in a really weird fashion because i think well how often are you actually attacked in terms of you know why are you so determined to protect it what what am i actually doing you know yeah what is actually going on there um But I think, you know, that would be really interesting in terms of, (laughs) I've just, again, machine gunned you. I loved your description of how I talk as well. (laughs) Yeah. But in terms of, if that was a point of, oh, well, they just agree with each other, fine. Suggest something that we don't agree on because I'm pretty sure there'll be something out there that we don't agree on. I'm willing to have any conversation, just as long as we're starting at the point of, I value that you are different to me. That's where it has to start. It has to start with, I'm not right
0: And you might not be either. And, and, you know, my view is, you know, any discussion should be to find some common ground. Mm. You know, so what you just described there, at the very outset, you can find some common ground. Yeah. We're both going to agree that we acknowledge the other person for what they are and what they think. Yeah. And we go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Rather than turning up bristling for a fight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly right.
0: And I wouldn't be able to hit you anyway because you're a woman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, well I can run faster than you so I'm I can probably chase you down <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so anyway look it's been lovely again um, yeah thank look, you I well, again
1: look, really enjoyed it
0: we'll, we'll look to the look to the next one I'm, I'm, I'm quite keen to carry these on because I do enjoy them yeah um, so I will well as usual I, I'll see you around and I'll be in touch and we'll we'll pick the next subject
1: Genuinely can't wait to see how Myra Hindley makes an appearance. Oh,
0: she'll, she'll, she'll be in there. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> All right, then. Have a good night.
0: Yeah. Cheers, Charlotte. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's David Brown, and thanks very much once again to Charlotte Hope for coming on. Uh, I'm sure you'll hear the two of us talking again very soon in the future. But thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts. I'll catch you later. Bye.